It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recruiting Animal here on April 27, 2016. You know, I think I said it was 2013 last week, but just in case, you know, you got worried, it is 2016. And today, you'll see, I want to talk about something current. I want to talk about the idea of independent thinking, uh, you know, being free, feeling free to make up your own mind. And here's what prompted it. Something in the news. There's been rumors that Prince died because he needed two hip operations. Both of his hips were in bad shape. He needed an operation, but he wouldn't take it, even though it's a very common and safe operation. And you know why he wouldn't take those operations, according to the rumor? Because he thought that God didn't want him to have a blood transfusion. So he took Percocet. Instead, now that's a very powerful painkiller, and he overdosed on it, and he died. Now, I don't know if that's true, but I just want you to imagine that it is to establish a principle. And here it is. No normal person would decide on his own to refuse a blood transfusion when he's in terrible pain, and he can see that it doesn't hurt millions of other people. Nobody would do it on his own unless somebody told him that's what had to be. And you know what? This proves, at least to me, that you have to go against your group and your teachers and strike out on your own sometimes. You've got to use your own head. You can't feel obligated to do what other people tell you to do. And I'm going to give you another example, another extreme example. Female genital mutilation is apparently very widespread. Jerry, be quiet. Oh, sorry, I thought I was on mute. It's very widespread in Egypt. And no normal person who was not brought up in a culture that supports it would say it's good. We here, I know in North America, everybody thinks it's evil. It's evil. And obviously so, because it hurts people. It takes away pleasure from women. Why shouldn't they have sexual pleasure? Why not? Okay? So even if you grow up where your mother and father and all the wise old men tell you that this is the right thing to do, you have an obligation to think for yourself and do the right thing. Okay, now for a little bathos, you know, you bring things from some pinnacle, a big issue down to a little one. I want to bring this principle down to normal life. You don't have to fight the common culture every time you disagree with it. That's not what I'm saying, because most of the issues you're dealing with are not that important. 
But let's say you're a recruiter, and everyone is telling you over and over again that you have to call call this way or that way, or they tell you you can't call call at all, or you have to source their way. You know what? If you can't do it their way, you have to do it your way because your livelihood depends on it, and you can't feel obligated to do what all the big shots do, the smart guys do, the people with the white beards, okay? Now, me and the animal crew, we're going to tell you what to do, and you better listen on mm. Jerry Derry. What show is this? This is the Recruiting Animal Show. Outstanding call out, Jerry. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my goodness. Before that was I, was, I was worried, okay. I, I know you guys don't know what I go through, okay. Getting ready for this every week. But I've been eating some, some marbled cheddar cheese right up to the very, I'm talking 15 seconds before I was to go on. And I was kind of freaking, but I, I held it together and, and I. I can do this. I can you do this. Yeah. If you don't want to sin, don't put yourself in a sinful situation, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I got to tell you, you know, okay. I read, Jerry, just before the show started, I saw Jerry wrote on Facebook, I have never written an in-mail in my life. What does that mean? I've never sent an in-mail. What do you mean, what does How that do you- mean? How do you contact oh, people what? after you find them on LinkedIn? How do you contact people? <laughs> what do you say? Like, what do you I say? Give us your pitch, Jerry. No. Give us your pitch. No. Okay, Sorry. Good, enough of you. Enough of you. Let's go to Bill Berman over Bill Borman over in Scotland in Edinburgh at True Edinburgh. In case you don't know what True stands for, it's the Recruiting Unconference. Bill, are you there? I'm here. How you doing? How you doing, Animal? Nice to hear from you again, Bill. After such a short time, I, I, I like having you around, okay? Okay, Bill, I let you back on the show yeah. again because you, you claimed you, you gave a, an intelligent answer to a question. You made a statement. I asked you a question about it. You claim you gave a, a, an intelligent answer, but you didn't finish because I'm you know, so rude and stupid that I interrupted you. So I brought you back just to prove that I'm right and give you a chance to prove that you're right, that you actually know what you're talking about, which I don't believe you do, okay? So here's the question. Bill said that uh, the trend in the employment market is towards short-term employment. As we move into the future, more and more people are going to be working, like, on contract jobs, uh, limited-term things. People are going to work multiple times on specific projects, which may be one, two, or three years, and we're going to consider people that we should consider people to be temporary and hire them in a temporary way rather than in a rather than in the way that we do as permanent employees. And people will return to the same employer frequently. Whereas rather than work for a company for 15 years, you might work for them 15 times. Uh, Bill, a, Bill, didn't that happen uh, like 10 years ago? <laughs> Maybe it's different over there, but 
have, you know, three years is a permanent job here, okay? That's a full-time permanent job, not a temporary job. Does anybody disagree yeah, with me? That, yeah, but if, if I could just ask you a question, if that's the case, why do hiring managers still look at, like, um, people who've had one of called them job hoppers? Why do we brand companies and advertise in a way of saying, this is a place where you're going to work forever? Um, why aren't we concentrating on things that really attract people, which is how are we going to bring you, how are we going to bring you into this company so that, um, so that uh, you're going to, you're going to, what's going to attract you is that you're going to become more employable. We, we talk about hiring in a way of a time when job descriptions didn't change really very much over 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Now we're hiring people where we don't really know what a job's going to look like in 18 months' time. It's yeah. gonna, it's gonna change in the way the work operates. Can you give market. an example? I, I don't know what goes on in Canada, but listen, I'll tell you what. You think it over. I'm gonna do an ad, okay? Because I got a sponsor now. Some software in the recruiting business, it's geared towards staffing. Some software is geared toward direct hire, and some software is for executive search. But there's one recruiting software that embraces every kind of recruiting, and you know what that is? PC Recruiter. Now, PC Recruiter is run by my good friend Martin Snyder in Cleveland. He's the president of a company called Main Sequence Technology. They make PC Recruiter. And if you want to check it out, you can find it at PCRecruiter.com. That's PCRecruiter.com. You know what? They've got over 3,100 clients worldwide. And now let's go back to our good friend Bill Borman. Across yeah, the I've world. got a quick question. What's that? If this show falls apart due to lack of content and or communication, yeah. do I still get paid for the whole thing? You know, it depends <laughs> if Martin is uh, going to pay me. I, I, okay. If uh, no speaks, I told him I'll give Then I'll try to stick with it as long as I can. But I want Bill to tell us why jobs are allegedly getting shorter. He says he, has a, he knows, and he can explain it to us. Go ahead. Here's your chance. I won't interrupt. Work is going to project. Projects are short-term. Teams are being assembled to do project work and then, going, and then going off to do other projects. People are wanting to work in multiple organizations to get multiple experience to become more employable. And in the gig economy, they want to work in a very specific area where they can earn a premium and get extra experience. That's really what's happening in the working world, that... Uh, and, and that's what people have to adjust to. Right on, Bill. I agree wholeheartedly. You're not going to go for five or ten years with your next employer. You're just not. So you're going to go there for the project and the pay and the team and a couple of your buddies. They're going to move on to the next place, and then they're going to call you, and they're going to say, hey, animal, yeah. we're knocking it out down the street. Come check this out. Yeah, most companies are on a kind of a project-based thing now. I mean, they don't just why? have one why? product. To I don't know why. why. It I don't, I don't know think it matters why. why, though. God. If, if that's happening and, and you have a, a candidate or, or you're starting to see a major portion of your candidate population doing just two years, Yeah. why are you still labeling that candidate a job hopper? Who is? I don't know. That that seems to be everybody no, mentioning not. job hoppers. So you're saying well, stop stop pretending, aren't you, Bill? You're saying let's talk about the reality. We need you for the next 18 months. We'll pay you more than our competitors. Come on over. Let's do it. And and we I think if 
if we are okay with employees being here for two years, uh, three years, we need to change the way we, you know, we set up our vesting schedule for things like 401k. You know, a five-year you know, vesting period isn't going to be of interest to somebody that isn't planning on staying around for five years. Well, that's becoming less and less common, though, isn't it? With larger organizations, Xerox and and, and uh, the the 38 companies that that we're tied to, yeah. everybody's at five years. So, you know, that that's a very there there are people of certain ages that are more interested in that kind of a vesting schedule, you know. Yeah, old I, people that don't get it. If I start talking to individuals that aren't interested in doing the same thing for five years, then that you know that's not a selling point. Okay, so Bill is right. You guys are saying that that hiring managers are behind the times. Companies are looking for people in a different time frame than they actually want to work on. Is that right, Bill? Is that what you're saying? You know, all the things like photos of places where you're going to work, things of life, all that kind of thing has become total employer bland. It's become totally irrelevant. What you should really be concentrating on is the skills you're going to acquire and how this job is going to make you more employable by somebody else. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. What's, what's, what's that going to look like in an ad? We're going to train you for your next job. Is that what the headline should yeah, be? Yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I think why that, not? That's exactly what we should. That's exactly what we should be saying. It's called the truth. You know, if that's the truth, that's the message. Of that's the market. Wouldn't it be novel? Are we finished with this, Bill, or is there something else you want to say about it? I think we're finished with that. I'll talk about any other topic or anything else you want to ask about animal, or we can go to the bar. I'm, I'm very no, no, no yeah. bar. I got to keep going for half an hour if I'm getting paid, okay? Jerry's worried about getting paid. I'm worried too. Okay, look here, Bill. Is Johnny? You said Johnny was going to be sitting there with you. Is he there too? No, he's in Barcelona. Uh, okay, no, fine. But here's a question. He, he, I posted it on my Facebook group uh, a slide from his presentation in somewhere in Asia. He was trying to recruit by email. Uh, a data scientist, and he talked about how great you are. I'm blown away by your paper. I I can even understand it myself almost, right? And the people on my group, some of them liked it, but lots of them really uh, attacked it. They said, uh, first of all, you shouldn't compliment a candidate. You know, once you've complimented them, you lose control. They think they're in charge, number one. You think that's a mistake? Well, I think they're idiots. Even to use the word like control. Mm. You don't control. Great tieback. I love that. People. Good work, Bill. But you, good, good. Yeah, we all have to drink when we mention a Prince song. So, you know, that's, that's the deal. We'll um, do some Percocet. That, that's it. So, <laughs> too soon. You know, the, 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 idea, the idea of control, the idea of controlling candidates, it's exactly the same as the idea of selling jobs. This is real old school thinking. This is dating. He says the moment you give any power feelings to the candidate, You've Thank just you for up. calling Lucas Group. Since 1970, our executives and military Seriously? recruiters who's, have provided trusted with offices in 15 nope. cities across <laughs> North that? America Shut to up! serve you. There, I think I got it. What were we talking about? Okay, so this is what the guy said. When you give any power feelings to a candidate, you lose the negotiation before you even get there. You can't make these people think they're really good because then they want more. In fact, I know somebody who says, if your candidate goes out to an interview, don't tell him or her after the interview, 
they loved you, because then they're going to ask for more money. Their heads swell up very That's easily. That's kind of true. Have, have, you ever, have, you, have you ever wondered why people hate recruiters? You, you're talking about controlling and um, owning, own, uh, you know, kind of like ownership of people. The world isn't like that anymore. This, this, this isn't... It's slave camps and, uh, and slave labor. Yeah, you're, you're, you're uh, totally uh, irrelevant what you're saying. You're just a being irrelevant, okay? And here's another guy. What? He's not being irrelevant. Here's the deal, dude. He's he's way out in front of your thinking, animal. It's out of your range. You, you, your mind can't get around this stuff. And I'm Around what? Uh, around what? Everything that Bill's saying. You're stuck in old school, and it's we're, 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 we're out of there. It's okay, gone. So That's old news. You're talking about controlling candidates and beating some candidate down after they finally went to the interview that you told him to go to. Then you want to knock him down, punch him in the gut when he's feeling kind of okay. He hadn't worn a, a, a nice pair of slacks in months. He walked out <laughs> there thinking he did good, and you're like, no, you worthless piece of shit. No, you better, you better get it together, chump, because uh, no way are they going to pay you anywhere close to the salary that we were talking about. <laughs> on your way in there, dumbass. <laughs> See, okay. that's 1982. Okay, so Bill, also, Bill, Bill. Okay, I want to be international there? like Bill. That's why I'm kind of really going outside of my normal context here. I mean, Edinburgh, I hear these big how do you say that word, Bill? How do you say that? Edinburgh, Edinburgh. Oh, we don't know. We're here in the Midwest. It's not Edinburgh, Edinburgh, anything like that. How do you say Edinburgh. it? Edinburgh. Listen to Steve. Edinburgh. 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 That's unbelievable. But it's spelled Edinburgh. Hey, yeah. can I get the show back? Hey, hey, can I have the show again, please? Oh, man, I need to. You should have learned that in grade two. Can you guys be quiet? I want to get to Bill, okay? The yeah. show's just falling apart. Can I, can I talk? But I'll send so you the mute exact everybody? I'm going to have to mute oh, Jerry boy, and Maureen, you, you, okay? I'm going to have no, to mute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I quit. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll, I'll no, put I'm on gonna, mute. I'll put myself on mute. You don't have to yeah, mute me. Okay. I won't, but I'm just sorry. No, no, no. no. You pay attention to me, Bill. I'm taking my show back, okay? It's wrecked already. Maureen, if you get a, if you get a place and you said that, I would do shut the first up. I self-muted myself, but am I still on? <laughs> yeah. still on. Okay. You're not okay. on for very long. I'm going to mute you. I'm the only one that's on. Okay. I'm going to mute both of you. I'm going to mute both of you. Okay, Bill. Just don't Bill. Bill. Yeah. Bill. I'm all yours. I'm here. Look at him. Look at him, Bill. Shut up, Maureen. Mike, look, Bill. (laughs) What about sales? Didn't you just say a few minutes ago that sales are out of date? There's no more selling in recruiting? Didn't you say that a few seconds ago? If you've got to sell a job, it's a poor match. If you've got to sell a job, if you've got to sell somebody into something, if you've got to control things, it's really about... um, the modern currency is honesty and treating people with respect and thinking you can have control and that you, you've got to sell or persuade people to do things kind of against their will. It, that's the old days. That's the old days. Huh? huh? What does that mean? Then what do you do? You just write a letter like, uh, like Johnny did saying, <laughs> I, I, think, I think you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. I, I read your white paper yeah. and I thought it was just fascinating. <laughs> You know, Dude, have you seen all the animals? Have you seen all the choices of emoticons and stuff now? I mean, you don't really even have to use any words at all anymore. You could just yeah, I know. Bill, I want to hear what Bill has to say, not Jerry. Okay, 
are far ahead of what I see if I go to a third-party recruiters conference like NAPS or something like that. It's so much so that when I go in the room, it feels like I'm going into a museum of recruiting. Did everybody get that? He said third-party recruiters are living in the past, and these corporate recruiters, whom everyone calls dummies and resume shufflers, they're actually doing the right thing. Well, I I think that he's right, and I'll, I'll add to what I think that he's saying. A lot of today's corporate talent HR people came from recruiting, from the outside, from the living on the land uh, agency world. They know what's going on. They're not just the lady that's been working there for 50 years, so she's the HR lady. Mm. They're, they're actual recruiters that are now internal, and they've got a lot more money to, to use tools that actually work than, than <clears> us <throat> out here in the agencies trying to somehow cheat LinkedIn out of 50 bucks so we can uh, not have to pay anything. Yeah, okay. Okay, so I have to do another ad, a word from our sponsor, PC Recruiter. It's going to be a short one. Don't fight me. Yeah, we were getting some momentum going there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I have to do it. If if someone lets me finish, we'll get right back to the show, okay? Now, you know, everyone is claiming, everyone claims that text and social media are the hot new forms of communication. But look, everybody really knows that email is still tops. Email runs the show and pc recruiter handles email the way you want it handled it works with your mobile phone accounts and always shows your connected your sent and received email for every candidate in hiring authority pc recruiter check it out at pcrecruiter.com now back to bill bill i want to ask you about candidate experience Will Recruits, who's a mild-mannered guy, he said he's disgusted. Will Thompson, yeah. Yeah, Will Thompson down yeah. in Austin, Texas. He said he's disgusted with the way his client treated his candidate. His candidate came from out of town. He was scheduled for four hours of interviewing. And this is someone who makes $300,000 a year. The candidate, the candidate went into the interview. 30 minutes later, he was out in the parking lot. Okay. They and, and then yeah. so so Will called the client, said what went wrong? Client said he talked too much and they made a quick decision, get out of here. And he says they kicked him out of the office. Okay? Yeah. Maybe they called security. We don't want I you like here. That. Okay. Love- now Jim <clears throat> Durbin now there's I'm just gonna pile on a few more. Jim Durbin says everybody knows a company that hired someone, the candidate gave notice and the job was pulled. I don't know anybody. I've never heard of that. But he says everybody knows it. It's very common. He also says everybody knows someone who was hired, then fired two weeks later for reasons that were never made clear. And he says many candidates get job offers, and they have no clue why they were hired. Okay? Is, is candidate experience that bad? Are these examples typical of what you hear as you travel the globe? Uh, well, I'd say candidate experience, it's other things that you look at. One, one is process. There is dishonesty where people have really tried, and we go back to the point we were saying earlier, where jobs have been oversold or opportunities have been oversold and people turn up and go, this isn't what I was told. That's probably the most common reason you see for people wanting to leave really quickly. That's that never happened to me in nearly over- 30 years, ever, not once. So uh, that's, that's, a, that's a made-up story, Durbin. Yeah, but yeah. That, that stuff isn't really happening. They happen yeah, so infrequently. They're cool stories. I love yeah. them. It, there, when we talk about candidate experience, 
the much bigger picture is people being promised too much in the recruiting process, turning up and saying, this isn't what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, I, I think we create, we create situations when we're tra- it's back to overselling jobs, overselling opportunities, um, trying to make placements happen when logic says they shouldn't because it's very clear one side or the other is not happy. This isn't a third-party agency thing. This is all recruiters, corporate as well, who are desperate to hit targets. Once we create some real honesty in the process and let people make choices about what's right, you, the candidate experience is, is better. And the candidate experience is better from a technology point of view point of view when we actually work up to date. And the main thing is the, not having enough information to make the right decision either before interview or post interview. The biggest thing is also feeling like they've been tricked or manipulated into something. Whose fault is that? The hiring managers, the recruiting managers? You're saying it's happening not just in two-bit, rinky-dink, uh, third-party recruiting offices. Like it's me. Happening, it's happening in big, respectable companies. That's what you're saying, right, Bill? Everybody is focused on getting hires rather than getting, getting the right matches. How, how can we get a hire today? Okay. To I asked you who was today? fault. Was it the we hiring manager or the recruiting manager or the individual recruiter? Do you want to say? You have to look at, it. You have to look at each isolated case. Okay. Here's what else Jim said. Jim Durbin says, in the last year, I've had to greatly increase my hiring manager preparation because I couldn't afford to have candidates hate me. And the company, my client, when they walked in prepared and found out they were the only ones who were prepared. He says, Jim says, that's the new normal. That's the first time I've ever heard Jim Durbin be concerned about people hating him. It's normally not an issue. At the end of the day, Jim is genuinely saying, I'm having to spend time preparing hiring managers, and I'm really that. Isn't that what his job is? Isn't that what you get paid a fee for if you're a mm. third party? Which is to mm. prepare everyone in the process. Mm. Mm. I don't think spending a bit of time in helping and training and assisting your hiring managers in getting things like the job requisition right, in understanding fully the process of the, the process of how an organisation hires, and getting what your candidate really wants right, and getting those things to match, should be exceptional service. They, they, they should Bill, be you are on the money. No, animal. No, you've got a guest here that really, seriously, he gets it. No, but but oh, that's not what Jim oh, Durbin oh, said. <laughs> Jim Durbin said. These managers are so stupid, they don't even prepare themselves for an interview. It's not the job of a third-party recruiter to have to make this idiot get prepared to interview somebody for a position that's important to his organization. You, don't have, you shouldn't be you know, hand-holding and babysitting these growing adults. For 25000 bucks, I'll hold anybody's hand for a very, very long time. What's happened to the quality of the show when we're talking about Jim Durbin as Yoda? Because, really, we're concerned about um, having to actually make the recruitment process work properly, for which we can pay the fee. No, no, I understand what you're saying. But let's, no, no, Bill, you're, missing, you're skipping what, what Jim is saying. He's also saying that it wasn't true in the past. That I don't, I don't know if I agree with him about this, that managers in the past, at least they, they knew what job they were hiring for, they read the person's resume, they were ready for the interview. Can I, can I, what, this, we're back to the first topic, this is what's changed. In the past, 
jobs didn't change very much. A job right. description was very similar. A job was, was pretty much the same in an organization for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. You were hiring for roughly the same people every time you were hiring. Your good friend, Johnny Campbell, he said that high performers are on Facebook all day long, so you have to recruit there. Think about that for a sec. I'm going to do my third ad, and then I'll come back to you. Now, hey, everybody. My sponsor is PC Recruiter, and I want to tell you something, okay? PC Recruiter handles email marketing, so you know what? You can build lists, and you can send hundreds or thousands of emails and manage the resulting activity, like opt-in or opt-out requests with ease, with ease. And that includes Canadian opt-in rules, which are very stiff. Now, if you use Microsoft Outlook, PC Recruiter appears directly in your Outlook screen. No more switching back and forth between applications a hundred times a day. No ATS or recruiting software has more or better choices for email, SMS, and social than PC Recruiter. If you want to check it out, go to PCRecruiter.com. PC Recruiter, listen to this, has over 3,100 clients worldwide. Now, Bill... Did you focus on that question? People being yeah, on first Facebook. one is you're quoting Katrina Collier rather than Johnny Campbell. And the second point I want to make is when we're saying uh, people are on Facebook, yeah, people are on Facebook, but actually less so. Facebook is becoming less popular. Um, they're more likely to be on invite channels. You're more likely to, so you may be able to identify people on Facebook, but you're more likely to find them in messenger channels, in private groups, or, or on invite groups. You're going to find the whole social piece is actually dying down now with people being active. Uh-huh. Facebook is following the way of Twitter that people aren't actually live there anymore. They're also posting. They're going in less. The only huh. place you, you'll be able to reach people in Facebook is things like groups. Things, things like groups or messenger messenger invite it's invite based channels rather than public social channels so that that would be my comment on that okay but this i know johnny did say he said 37 percent of recruiters use twitter to find candidates you know what rob mcintosh said yeah they use it to find them but the actual results are in the low single digits what do you think I know how Johnny conducts his research, and, and it's reliable because he builds sourcing tools and, and takes the analytics off the back of that. Now, I think it will be fair to say 37% of recruiters are trying to do something on Twitter. You might be talking about sourcing the data rather than using it as a messaging platform, or you might be talking about using it in advertising. I think to get the real answer to that, we we, we have to go we'd have to go deeper. What about in Asia? You, you go to Asia. What about Orkut? Orkut, is that still popular there? I heard it was. It is. And do people, do recruiters in Asia recruit on Orkut? Uh, I I think what we've got to say is when we're talking about do people use things, you use channels that the people are using in in any community. You know, right now, if I was looking at reaching people, I'd be looking much more at channels like WhatsApp and looking at places where... Where, where can you reach and communicate with people? Well, I definitely wouldn't be looking at his email as a means of communication. Mm. Okay. Maybe Maureen wants to uh-oh, talk to you about this. Uh-oh. There's a guy on Twitter, a funny guy named Ben Eisenberg. He said the first thing someone thinks about when they pick up your cold call is, shit, why did I pick this up? What do you think, Bill? Um, I think, first of all, they're unlikely to pick it up. You know, if you don't recognize the number, <laughs> you're more likely to wait and see what comes back on voicemail. So there's more and more barriers to make sure you don't pick it up. 
Um, if I do, if if I do pick it up immediately, the other thought is, shit, why did I pick the phone up to somebody who's going to try and sell me something? You hearing this, Maureen? This is international. Go on, you just. This isn't just some couple of people in Indiana and Ohio fighting it out. This is an international voice (laughs) saying, "Hang up the damn phone and get on WhatsApp." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, go on. Hold on, Maureen. You, here's your rejoinder mm-hmm. for Jerry. He said he's never written an in-mail in his life. Now, I don't know if I that never means... have. Okay, so they, either he passes it on to some of his uh, underlings or... Uh, I wish know, I could. Know, so you what's what's wrong post... with having, a, having a, a, a well-spread-out team that can handle nearly everything? What's wrong with that? Yeah, okay, so how do they get in touch with people, Jerry? I'm not going to tell They don't you. phone them? They don't phone us. We do it all. Email, LinkedIn, phone calls, all of it. We do all of it. Bill Borman. What what you were talking about is you were asking about cold calls rather than calls. There's a difference between a call to someone where there's established connection or knowledge or some kind of relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I, I mean, I don't know about that because he backs every person that he's ever spoken to in a corner and they don't ever want to hear from him again. So it's always new calls every single time. Have you the ever heard? About me. Have you ever heard Animal on the phone? He is smooth it's as a baby's It's not about me. It's not about me. This no, well, wait a minute. It is about you. It's no, about anybody it. that's good on the phone. Bill, the last four minutes. Anything else that we should talk about that you know that you think we over here don't know? <laughs> I think I think it's probably the biggest topic you should be thinking about is how we actually communicate with people in the places where they want to communicate, whether they want to talk, what channels do they want to talk in. I think um, when you're talking email, you're talking dated. Email is, some, email is something that people ignore. People don't like spam. And, and, and you know, let, let, let's just move on and talk about something new. It's been great talking to everyone from True Edinburgh. So, Jerry, always a, always a pleasure. Maureen, always a pleasure. Thank you, Bill. Um, everyone listening, also okay. Big... Jim Durbin, I hope you're not going to take a hit on me when I come to Texas for calling you Yoda. <laughs> and uh, I'll speak to you all Watch soon. your back. Okay. Thank you, Bill. Is Bill uh, Jerry, is there an after show? No, but I'm surprised you didn't get to the sex robots topic. Oh. I, had that on my, <laughs> I had that on my list. Not this That's week. Thank you, Bill Foreman. Right. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.